Shokyo, our Silly Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha, and in this episode we'll be talking about the outer century of the Dream slash Dead Moon arc in Sailor Moon. There's not as much to say about these guys, because they're kind of a small presence both in the manga and the anime, and in the anime they don't exist in Super S. Uh, we're only counting them because we piled in the, the first six episodes of Stars to finish out Nehelenia. Right. So they are in Nehelenia's arc. But they're not really in the the whole Pegasus arc, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, so by the time we get to them, that's all resolved. Which I'm, I'm glad they did with the anime. Because, uh, I mean, we've talked about this again and again. They had trouble juggling too many characters in the mm-hmm. anime. But imagine, was, sorry, imagine how nice it would be if they had had the Outer Sentry and therefore didn't focus on the enemies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would have been nice if they had the, um, I, I mean, they still would have been juggling too much. Cause oh yeah, 100%, I think, they would not have managed it well. I would have rather they focused on the Inner Sentry over the villains, or redeemed the villains and made the them the asteroid senshi um i was talking mostly about the amazon trio oh yeah those guys they they had no purpose anyway (laughs) it's fine we're not going to talk about them anymore because we've talked about them enough we're over it (laughs) over it we're not over it we're going to be talking shit about them for years to come it's fine on occasion Okay, so let's go over uh, what happened in the manga with the Outer Senshi, because they exist there. Uh, You can't separate them from each other because, like, their whole thing is that they're the lesbian parent triad. And Mm -hmm. while Setsuna's not necessarily in a romantic relationship with either Haruka or Michiru, the fact that they all wear wedding rings to symbolize their commitment to each other as parents to infant Hotaru... Um, it's pretty queer. Yeah, I feel like saying lesbian tri- lesbian mom triad is is still, you know, the lesbian mom polycule, as I've been saying, is, is still accurate. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I was typing out the notes, I found it interesting that all of the outer sentry have each of the blood types. So Michiru is type O, Haruka is type B, Setsuna is type A, and Hotaru is AB. And I'm like, wow, what a well-rounded group. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. They're pretty well-balanced, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So everybody has roles, except for Hotaru, because she's the baby that everybody needs to have roles for. Michiru Mama is in charge of the health and meals portion for Hotaru. Haruka Papa is in charge of diapers and playtime. Setsuna Mama is in charge of education and manners. And it's really, like, what we see of them interacting with Hotaru, like, Hotaru literally breaks dishes, and Setsuna's like, uh, I'm just gonna wait for the others to come home so they can deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so even though she's, like, obviously involved with Hotaru, it's less of the, I'm going to, like, watch over the toddler, because, like, as soon as Michiru and and Haruka get home, like, heart kind of bundles off Hotaru, so it seems like Haruka is more likely to be that sort of, like, caring, attentive parent, and maybe part of that is just because they had to do the diapers, <laughs> yeah. and they play with her. <laughs> yeah, and it, they just, they clearly have different roles. And this, mm-hmm. we see we see this uh, clearly in the manga, 
Mm-hmm. I'd say a tiny bit of it carries into the show, but they don't just flat out, like in the manga, they kind of flat out state people's jobs, which is cute. Yeah. Like it literally has, it shows like their tiny heads and then like this is their category. So Yeah. Here's the breakdown. Uh, um, for tropes. For Michiru, her tropes are the ace, so basically, like, the well-rounded person, like, she can do everything and do it perfectly. Uh, this applies, this trope applies to everyone, which is ambiguously absent parents, where all three of them are rich, but we never see their birth families. Mm-hmm. They're part of the triad of beauty, brains, and brawn, where Michiru is the beauty, uh, another trope that fits her is even the girls want her, where everybody admires her and is slightly attracted to her. And also girly bruiser, where she is the most outwardly feminine of all the senshi, but she will also beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Can I ask, um, as far as the names of these tropes, mm. where would somebody look these up? Like, where do you source these from? These are all on TV tropes. TV tropes? Th- the website? Yeah. Okay. For Haruka, their tropes are badass, biker, slash driver, so those are two separate ones, but because Haruka rides both a motorcycle and a car, and does so without technically having a legal license for either in Japan, (laughs) which is where the universal driver's license comes in. She's the brawn of Beauty, Brains, and Brawn. She's the butch lesbian and the tomboy princess. Mm Mm-hmm. Setsuna's tropes are adoptive pure parent, where she's not only a parent to Hotaru, but she also was for Chibiusa. Um, mm-hmm. She's the brains of the beauty, brains, and brawn, because she's the one who's like that's that uh, physics research student and all that. I didn't know this when I was looking up tropes for her uh, on TV Tropes. Her uh, her whole thing is a stealth pun, because her the stone that is associated with her, even though she's born in October... The stone that's associated with her is the garnet, which is the birthstone of January. And garnet in Japanese is uh, zakuroishi, where mm-hmm. zakuro means pomegranate, ishi means stone. So garnet literally translates to pomegranate stone. So this oh. is a reference to Persephone, a.k.a. Um, Proserpina, a.k.a. the wife of Hades slash Pluto. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. And it, I love it, that. It makes sense. Yeah, and, and for people who don't know um, or don't recall their mythology, she Persephone was uh, captured by Hades, and the thing that wound up tethering her to the underworld is that she ate a bit of the underworld's food, and uh, what it was was a, was a pomegranate. So she had a, a couple of pomegranate seeds, and that made her bound to the underworld. And of course, Sailor Pluto, being the underworld um, senshi, that's that's a really neat um, parallel. She's the—I mean, she's the time senshi, but the planet she's named after was named for the god of the underworld. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and Hotaru's tropes are: and your reward is infancy because she was reborn at the end of S or uh, Deathbusters. Uh, beware the quiet ones, because she's normally kind of in the background, but uh, she has planet-destroying powers. Happily adopted, perky goth, and plot-relevant age-up, and also token mini-moe, where she is as powerful as the others, but she's always smaller and looks younger. Right. Yeah. In the manga story, she had a normal growth pattern until the eclipse showed up. And now she's growing rapidly since then. 
the outer century, so Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna, when the eclipse happened, Setsuna was like, oh, something wrong is happening, but she couldn't transform. And so the others concluded that their powers have been sealed or has left them because their mission is no longer to be senshi. So they're not able to transform. Their mission is just to raise Hotaru. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still miss and still want their princess. They care about her. Haruka is probably the most uh, emotional about this, where Michiru's like, oh, honey, you miss her. And Haruka's like, I do! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even without it's- like any kind of romantic uh, connotation, we did just see Haruka emotionally grow closer to Usagi than the mm-hmm. other than the others did. Yeah, it's an interesting and I'll talk about this well, I guess I can talk about this now, but it's an interesting contrast where um in the manga, even though Haruka still has like a very has like a masculine presentation, she still has very feminine, like quote unquote feminine behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, like she is the more emotional out of them. She is she gets more attached. Whereas in the anime that seems to be flipped and applied more to Michiru because Michiru is the more stereotypically feminine presenting and mm-hmm. Haruka is just sort of like tough and, you know, let's just punch through it and get and get past it. They definitely make Haruka more traditionally masculine in the anime, where in the manga they they balance that feminine and masculine traits. Uh, it's more balanced. They, they balance it mm-hmm. better in the manga. Um, I kind of like, I really like that parallel to um jupiter because both of them have like where jupiter her outward expression is very feminine but she has she is a hot-headed one you know she is the kind of person who will throw down she has um she has that balance of feminine and masculine traits uh yeah let's me not forget she literally punched the hell is actually less huh Mako, she punched Nehelenia's mirror to break it in the manga. Right, yeah. And I feel like Haruka, because she's definitely, you know, the tough one, the strong one. But um, I actually think in the manga she's less hot-headed than Mako. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those, those things are interesting. In, in the anime, though, you know, everybody gets to have one personality. Or, I mean, um, one personality trait. So she's... Yeah, she's... in the manga... <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna say she's she's basically in the anime. She's the dude in the dress. She has all the personality traits mm-hmm. of how they would depict a male character, but she is a girl. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but one of the anime tropes uh, is "lady looks like a dude." Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that I find really interesting is that in the manga, Haruka has much more of a leadership air. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whereas the Outer Century are more kind of egalitarian in respects to their powers um, and how they treat each other sort of in that way. Whereas, like, with the Inner Century, it's very much acknowledged, like, Venus is in charge or, or is supposed to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Haruka, she is the leader of the Outers in the manga. And then when you watch the anime, Haruka is the mouthiest, but... <laughs> She will defer to Neptune and Pluto, and then even Saturn in the end. So, you know, she seems more like she's last when it comes to leadership in the anime. I don't know. Maybe that depends on how you look at leadership. Because 
you know, she's deferring to them. Uh, leadership doesn't necessarily mean coming up with things yourself, doing everything yourself, you know? So. Well, yeah, yeah but she also, but, well, I'm not saying it necessarily from that, you know? Yeah. It's that, like, she won't say, like, oh, well, what about this? Or, like, okay, you know, she's not making the decision. So I'm going to say we're going to do this and Haruka will follow it. Gotcha. Yeah. I you know, you she's mean. not going to say, like, oh, okay. And then, you know, like, some people will, like, restate the plan and be like, is that what you meant? And then it's just, like, is everyone in agreement, you know, as kind of, like, a more facilitator leadership sort of thing. Haruka is just kind of like, what do we do? Everything's terrible. And then someone's yeah. like, it's not all lost. You know, calm down, Haruka. Yeah, and, that's true. you know. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah, Haruka's just, like, angry and, like, pushes forward and somebody else has to lead her out of it, you know? Like, Pluto shows up at the end of S and is like, here you go, like, this is how we, this is how we can do it, you know? And we can maybe get away without having to murder everybody. Um. (laughs) It's like, okay, nobody was asking for pretty girl Vegeta, okay? (laughs) Uh, Vegeta can't drive. He didn't get his driver's license. I just You're right. They're nothing alike at all. <laughs> Not at Not all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, Haruka has better hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> and better fashion. Okay. You're right. There's nothing in common. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Uh, so in the manga, I really like that they have, like, these titles given to them. Um when they are reintroduced. So like when Saturn grows up, has like the whole moment uh, reawakens, like gives them their power. So whereas the inners had to fight to uh, get their crystal power, Saturn was like, Hey, what's up? I'm unsealing you. And we all have crystal power now Mm -hmm. that when they reintroduce themselves and like appear before all the century to fight the dead moon, um, Neptune introduces herself uh, as being from the planet of deep seas makes sense and is the guardian of encirclement uranus is planet of the heavens guardian of flight pluto is planet of space-time guardian of reformation and saturn is is planet of silence guardian of ruin and rebirth and like while i was looking at this and just like i literally googled dictionary definitions of all of these because i'm like maybe there's something i'm not understanding because like what the hell does guardian of encirclement mean um (laughs) You know, like, what does that mean? Because encirclement is literally just to surround a thing. And so you can look at that both as, like, a protection thing, but also as, like, a military strategy to surround your enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uranus as guardian of flight, basically. Like, if you take it with, like, if you take encirclement as, like, a military strategy, uh, encirclement to surround the enemy, flight to basically do an airstrike, reformation to... um basically strategize how to fight essentially you know like reformation is to create something new um uh or reformation could come after and then guardian of ruin and rebirth so like at the end of a war you have all this ruin and then you have and then something has to be born out of it you know there has to be something new that comes out of it out of the ashes and that's where the reformation can kind of come in Hmm. to uh change the world so i find that like that's just my opinion that's just where I, my brain was coming as I was staring at these titles because, you know, for the inners, it's, you know, water, fire, lightning, earth, and love and beauty, you know? Right. So, it, well, know, I guess for, for Mercury, it's wisdom and water. Mars, it's uh, fire and passion. Uh, Jupiter, it's um, strength and lightning. And Venus is love and beauty. 
they all get multiple titles. You know, they mm-hmm. all receive Guardian of this, Guardian of that at different times. I think it'd be interesting at some point um, to compile those and, and um, take a look. And I'd be curious to, to know what they had been called in Japanese, you know, and see mm. how that got translated over, you know, how that got interpreted into those titles mm-hmm. that you're you're reading there. Because um, sometimes uh, there's nuances when it comes from translating where it's like, well, that less makes less sense in English, you know. Especially when it comes to kanji. Yeah. Because there's so much nuance in a single character. Yeah. So that that's something I'd be curious. Read, and then how you read it and if that character is next to another character. It's just, there's so many levels. So if anybody is listening who uh, can read it in Japanese and can tell us about those nuances, please write in. Um, I'd love to be able to. Or at least can get us a screenshot of that scene. Yeah. In the new manga, so the 2011 reprint, reprint um, that is in volume 10. I don't know which volume it is in the Kanzenban and like the Eternal Editions. Mm. Well, anyways... Um, there you go. Well, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Onto the anime uh, versions of them. Yeah, yeah. At this point, like, in the manga, they show up, they fight with all the others. You know, Neptune gets her mirror back from Chibiusa because she gave it to her as, like, this is a promise that we're going to come back. Um, Saturn sort of takes the lead. Saturn is... <laughs> Saturn actually gets Chibiusa to, like, go with her and, like, ditch the others to, like, go and find the asteroid Senshi, essentially. Um... She she's the one who's sort of leading the outers to the others. She's like, you know, our roles have changed. We no longer have to be alone. We no longer have to be separate. We no longer have to be hidden. And knows that the asteroids and she are the Amazonas Quartet and that they've been corrupted. And she gets them to, like, remember that and then hesitate. And that's when Zirconia is like, you can't do this to me. And then, you know, wrecks them. Uh, yeah. I really like is the one. I really like the way, I, I was saying, I really like the role that Saturn played in the manga. Um, mm. I, I felt like they made good use of her. I mean, she did kind of the, the rapid age thing. And then mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool the way that she regained her memory. And that's when she took on the form that we had seen her previously. You know, mm-hmm. she, she grew older to the point where she had been and then like gained her memories back. Um and I was just kind of able to pick up where she left off. So anyways, guys, here's what's up, you know. Here's yeah, what fate has she, in store for us. Yeah, and she's also, like, much kinder than she was at the end of the uh, Deathbusters manga arc, where, like, she was very cold and dispassionate and just, like, you know, giving people information about what she does and what she had done, you know, where she's like, I'm summoned to destroy things. Uh, and this time that wasn't the case. You know, she wasn't summoned to destroy and end the world. She was summoned to save it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we get, like, that perkiness. The perky goth. Yeah. But she still remembers that, like, as Nehelenia is, like, ranting, Saturn's like, oh, yeah, I thought I had gotten all of the evil out when she destroyed the Silver Millennium after Metallia's attack. But I guess, you know, like, I missed this because it was buried so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I also like that Neptune rejected the Hellenia's assertion that she cursed Princess Serenity and is the reason that everything happened. And Neptune's uh-huh. like, you don't have that kind of power. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you ain't that I like, special. Yeah, I like that it's Neptune because, you know, again, because she has that more feminine 
exterior, you know, to have her shout and contradict that means more. Mm. I think you know? it makes sense because of her ability to scry. It kind of gives mm. the impression that she has a deeper insight into kind of the strings of fate and the way that, that things are meant to be and the way things are meant to move, you know? She could be there. She she could speak up and she could speak authoritatively as in, you know, no, that wasn't you. That's how it was meant to be. Don't think you're that powerful, you know? Yeah. And uh, lastly, with the manga, we have everybody in their princess outfits and their crystal power and their eternal forms with the big puff sleeves and everybody has the same boots and the double skirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's about it for the manga when it comes to the outers. Yeah. They're not there for super long, but I think they do make an impact. And you can see how the way things played out in the manga were uh, adapted into the anime in this little Mm -hmm. slice that we get of them at the beginning of um, the next season. Um, For example, when it comes to um, them taking care of little Hotaru, you know, Mm -hmm. but the difference is... Yeah, but the difference is they weren't raising her. They went to go collect the baby from um, Tomoe. And uh, then she does start doing the rapid aging thing. Yeah. So but- starting f- starting from that, let's start with... I know I have Setsuna listed as third here, but let's start with Setsuna's tropes for the anime uh, for the first six episodes of Stars, uh, Because her main tropes are never found the body and unexplained recovery. (laughs) Because there was no body at the end of S. We assume she exploded when she did the stop time for the helicopter. Uh, But there was no body. And if I've learned anything from soap operas and comic books, if you don't see the body, and sometimes if you do, they're not dead. Right. You know? Uh, She's also, like, in terms of personality different from the manga like reborn pluto and hell even pluto before you know um she did time stop in the black moon arc was much warmer at least towards chibiusa um in the manga satsuna is more like a normal person like she's very smart but she also has personality we don't see much of it but it's there Mm -hmm. um whereas in the anime she's this she's the stoic you know she's a sacred darkness she's inscrutable you know, she's prim and proper. She's the token adult. She and appears she has, and, and she knows things. We don't know exactly. how she got there. She don't know how she appeared. We don't know how she knows things, but she knows the things. She's here. She's going to relay it. And that she's going to be all mysterious about it. Yeah. And no one ever questions that everyone's just like, yeah, that's just how Pluto do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she never, you know, there. she does have some silly moments in stars. There's one where I don't remember it was but like it's uh, her with a popsicle we'll it's very it's very cute we'll see when we get there she'll finally it'll take i don't know how many seasons does that take for pluto to get some personality in the anime five that's that's all no since well, her, if we're, since well, her premiere if we yeah since her premiere four there you go only four seasons <laughs> before, she, before she gets some personality in the anime the first season she's only in four episodes and she has nothing to do the third season, she gets, like, maybe six and has almost nothing to do. Uh, Super S, she's not there. So if you're a Pluto fan, stay tuned, because next season, <laughs> she's actually uh, getting a personality. 
For so I guess this is where I shout out Gray again because this is because Sailor Pluto is their favorite. Yay! What up, Gray? The anime paid your girl dust. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> At least they improved the dub because that old voice for her. No offense <sighs> to the voice. No a voice. No offense at all to the voice actress. Whoever casted her, though, needed to find someone with a deeper voice. Whoever cast her, directed her, like, it's everyone involved in the background for that voice. I don't, I can't even, mm. I, anyway. Yeah, it was just not a good <laughs> match. Okay. Let's not explore my, my trauma over Sailor Pluto's voice in the original. <laughs> I want to move away from that. Uh, all right. So... <laughs> The, so, there's some uh, crossover with the Harika and Michiri tropes for the anime. Uh, number one being adaptational jerkass, where they're both a lot meaner in the anime than they are in the manga. Oh, yeah. Like, like they're very dismissive of Sailor Moon and the inners in the anime. Like, in the manga, they're, they're like, yeah, we're more powerful, but also that means we have more responsibility and we should protect not just Sailor Moon, but also the inners because we don't want to make them sad. <laughs> right. Well, the approach is entirely different. So in the in the manga, they're staying hidden. They're staying away from the senshi. They're trying not to reveal themselves because they know that the job they have to do is brutal and they don't mm-hmm. want to subject the 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 senshi the princess and her soldiers to what they have to do which they believe is murder a child you know Mm -hmm. to save the world and well the universe and in the Mm -hmm. anime even though that's still there what they really focus on is they want to keep away from the inner senshi because they think their inner senshi are going to get in the way they're going to get in the way because they're not willing to do what it takes to save the universe. So they're just going to get in the way and ruin everything. You know, it's like, that's a very different attitude. Um, one is like, this is our burden to bear. We must carry it out. And the other is, we don't have time for these children. They're too weak to do what we can do. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Haruka in the anime also has the Blood Knight TV trope. Um, in that she's like, gotta fight all the time. Punch mm. your way through it. It'll be fine. Um, so Haruka Michiru, as a couple, uh, fit the butch lesbian and lipstick lesbian uh, couple typing. They're both control freaks. A little less so in uh, the Stars episodes, because they're this isn't their mission. But they're still kind of like, in their separate places. So when Haruka's with uh, Ami and Michiru is with Rei, they're both very much like what I say we're doing is clearly the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, Michiru just turned out to be right. <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter in the end. <laughs> no, it didn't matter. Ha- uh, Haruka is also a tomboy princess in the anime. Um, still not wearing a lot of girly stuff, but is still a girl. Um, and took a level in kindness, both of them, because they're both a lot nicer to the other senshi. Uh, Michiru also has the gadfly, which is a person who says, who basically says thing like, this is paired up with the tease, in that Michiru will say things that she knows will um, startle people. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So it's just like the gadfly is like a biting type of fly. So it's basically like, I'm just doing this to mess with you because I find your reaction very amusing. Gotcha. So, you know, it's like. Leveling kindness, you're saying from last season to this season, they've. Yes. They've become kinder. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. a a level in kindness means that you've leveled up and you've become a kinder person instead of become being an asshole yeah i'm i'm just (laughs) what i was trying to figure out was what you meant timeline was Uh, timeline wise so you're saying from last season to this season yes yeah so from their last appearance to their to their more recent appearance yeah they've stopped being Um, such dicks (laughs) yep uh michiru is also the girly bruiser so like that is contrast to like tomboy princess for Haruka, who is more of a spoiled rich girl in a way than Michiru is. Like they're both spoiled rich girls, but like Michiru has like the look of it, and Haruka has the act of it. <laughs> yeah, Michiru is more stereotypically the the mm-hmm. spoiled rich girl, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, with the exception of a couple of scenes, I don't think that's a predominant part of their. No, it's their not. But it's but but it was more in S. Yeah. Not so much in stars. Yeah. Um, but I, I still love that, you know, Michiru is out there, you know, taking hits and, you know, hitting people herself. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's not less powerful because she's girly. That's not even no. an aspect of it. Yeah, that's not a thing that exists in Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she will be punished more physically. Like, I feel like when she gets attacked, it's a little bit more drastic uh-huh. i think because she looks more feminine and it's kind of it's not like a fridging moment you know but like because there's that mask femme sort of dynamic between haruka and michiru i think um the anime writers kind of lean like that from like shonen anime right well it's not just shonen anime it's you know i think what you're trying to it's say everything. is everything yeah it, it reflects kind of the damsel in distress trope where when she winds up in danger, it's, oh, no, the feminine one's in danger. I, as the masculine mm-hmm. hero, must go save her. So. Yep. Uh, and then Hotara's trips to the anime um, are also, and your reward is infancy, Apocalypse Maiden, because in the manga, she doesn't threaten to destroy the world again. In the anime, she's like, it's cool. I'll just swing my glaive and it's fine. Uh, I'll kill you that way. Uh, again, beware the quiet ones, because she's more quiet in the anime than she is in the manga. Also, happily adopted, perky goth, plot-relevant, age-up, and token mini-moe. Yeah. So her her tropes are consistent between the manga and the anime. Yeah, her, her, adu- her the adaptation of that character specifically is a lot closer to the manga than a lot of the other characters. Um, who translated over. Yeah. So, um, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest difference for Hotaru is that she was given to Professor Tomoe at the end of S. So she has to be collected by Pluto at the start of stars. And like, we see her, you know, like in a field surrounded by cherry blossoms and cherry blossom petals. Cause she's in her mansion backyard with her dad. And again, Professor Tomoe should have died in the anime. I'm never going to stop saying that. But she has visions, you know, she still has those Saturn powers and she has visions of, you know, Sailor Moon potential, Sailor Moon and Neo Queen Serenity potentially being destroyed. And then Sailor Pluto collects her and we never see her dad again. It's fine. So, <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and then we get, 
it's for like, ten minutes the lesbian polycule. It it creates so many questions that wouldn't need to be there if they had just let him die. But mm-hmm. um, I I think if they had just let Haruka and Michiru raise her, yeah. It's not like Haruka and Michiru were doing anything. They were so. Here's the thing: like Haruka and Michiru in the anime are just living their own lives. Like they don't seem to have been aware of anything that happened with the dead moon. Like they weren't aware of any of it. They yeah. were just living their own damn lives, not knowing about dream mirrors, not knowing about Pegasus, not knowing about Nehellenia or the Amazonas Quartet. Nothing. They knew nothing. They didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not until they get attacked by the Mirror Pedri and like. I don't remember. Are they unable to transform right away? Yes. In fact, they yeah. they were reflecting. I think that I think they were kind of implying that's the reason why they were just kind of kicking it and doing their own thing cuz I think they knew they couldn't transform. So they're like, I guess our job is done. And well, uh, they do do that a little in the anime. It's more clear yeah. in the manga, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I know that when Nehalenia comes back and, like, shatters her mirror, it makes it so that they can't transform right away, and they have to have power-ups. Yeah. Um, like, Saturn gives them, you know, the, the power-ups. Right. But, but um, they couldn't even, tra- they, they couldn't transform. I don't, but I don't know that it's clear that they couldn't transform after S. Okay. You know? Like, I don't think that was clear. I wasn't sure if, like... They didn't need to transform. They didn't bother to transform because their mission was over. I, uh, and I got like, the... And they're like, why become a senshi? Like, there's no point. And then when they're attacked, they're like, transform. And they're like, oh no, I can't. What's happening? Maybe I just got that impression from the anime. Or maybe I got that impression because I had already read the manga. But yeah, I had the impression yeah. that they couldn't transform. Yeah, I've already forgotten. I'd have to open up our old notes to, <laughs> to see. And I'm not going to Either way... Either way, they had to get powered up. Yeah. Um, I do love that they were just living their best romantic life. They were just being yeah. a couple. They were yeah. just chilling. They're honeymoon. It's very, <laughs> it's very cute. They're, like, super shocked to see Pluto show up and, like, attack things, attack enemies, while holding an infant in her arms. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why yeah. did you bring the infant? <laughs> um, Let me go hide her in bushes for a second. Nothing's gonna go wrong. So there we go. Here's a nice safe place. It's fine. Um, it's okay. Saturn was fine. Saturn came out here like it's it's cool. I've got magic powers. Yeah. And then everybody's getting knocked off the roof and you know. Yeah. We have like a few moments of like lesbian polycule moms uh raising Hotaru for like three days before she finishes aging up. Um we have sort of that um it's not the same closeness as in the manga, you know, like in the anime, we have that same, like where she's showing like the birth of the solar system, essentially like, uh, and all of that stuff. But Hitari is doing it on her own and uh-huh. the others find her doing it, you know, whereas and are in our surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the manga, it was being led by Haruka. Who's just like, she's going to do stuff with her powers. And I'm just here to kind of control that to so help that guide her get wild. Yeah. So that is yeah. go wild. Yeah. Um, we see when we have the team-ups, uh, what they're each, like, kind of individually. Like, Uranus has a lot of impatience. Neptune has a lot of self- has a lot of superiority. Uh, Pluto is just like, it's fine, I'll just die uh, of self-sacrifice. <laughs> and Saturn is extremely determined and heavily underestimated by Nahalenia. Yeah. 
I feel like Pluto, uh, death seems to be very impermanent for her. It's a very, <laughs> death is a very temporary state for Pluto. So I can see why. Death she's... is a temporary state for all of them. Yeah, but Pluto doesn't even bother, like, getting reborn or anything. Like, Pluto is just dead and then not dead. She just kind of, she just kind of takes a break. (laughs) So I I feel like for her, it's a lot less traumatic. So when it comes down to, like, who's going to be the martyr? She's like, so anyways, see you guys in a bit. (laughs) Pluto is like, I am the most personality deficient character in this entire anime. Uh, and I'm and Mamoru was right there. So <laughs> her her personality is that she just doesn't die. It's like so. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> her whole personality is like it's fine. I got better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's still like my favorite thing that happened in a Marvel comic is just Hawkeye coming back to life. People being like, "Hey, wait!" and him being like, "Yeah, I got better." <laughs> we're not going to talk about like. The various ways in which I could have come back to life. It's fine. Yeah. It's like it's all been covered before. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my most favorite Marvel panel is um, Daredevil uh, calling Tony Stark Judas during Civil War. Oh, God. So, like, literally had a silver coin under his tongue. And then when it was handed to Tony Stark by the people bringing Daredevil in was like, hope you, uh, like... Something about, like, hope you enjoy your silver pieces, Judas, as he's being taken into, like, the superhero prison. Petty. (laughs) No. (laughs) So good. No. No. That was so good. Daredevil is, like, well known to be Catholic. That's, like, a huge part of this whole character. Oh, that's cool. him being, like, yeah, so him being, like, here's your your, uh, silver piece, Judas. Right. Oh, so good. (laughs) But anyways, Sailor Moon. Anyways. Sailor Moon, sorry. Uh, anytime I, ha- I bring up a... I have to mention Daredevil doing that. Um, <laughs> I do like in the anime how active Saturn was allowed to be. She's still not given a henshin. Yeah. You know? She's never given a henshin in the original anime. Um, but she is allowed to be a person as a senshi in these six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love that she f- directly fights Nehelenia and holds her own. And when you say a henshin, you mean a sequence, because she does transform. A transformation. You're talking about the, the, the sequence. Yeah. Yeah. When I say henshin, I mean the transformation sequence. The, the animation chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say she does transform, but I, I see what you're saying. That's why I wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she does become Sailor Saturn. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There hasn't been that animation yeah. of her transformation yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one that she gets in Crystal is kind of lame, because she kind of had... Uh, a sequence in I don't remember I don't know the video game but there's a video game where they have kind of like a very short obviously pixelated uh, henshin and um, Crystal kind of just did that and everyone is like are you fucking serious this was your chance to do some anyway uh, we'll get to it when we get bad. to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's all I really oh no that isn't all that I really have because uh, in both manga and the anime when Saturn fully ages up and is able to act as a senshi, she is very happy to reunite and love Chibiusa. Yeah, I really like in the anime uh, her interaction with Chibiusa. Like, anytime they team up and they just kind of have that alone time to do stuff, um, it's really cute. I, I like to see her personality come out. I like that she's not 
you know, doomy, gloomy all the time. Um, you get to see a little bit more of what a sweet person she really is. And that's fun. Fun stuff. And also, like, she's a strong person, too. She has conviction. So that's mm-hmm. neat. It's, it's nice to see. And she's a good balance for Chibiusa, because Chibiusa is very volatile. Her her mm-hmm. feelings are very strong, and she's very loud, and she's got a lot. Um, she's got a lot of feels, and she's got to show them. And Saturn um, Hotaru, she is very quiet, and is a lot more reserved with the way she behaves, but it doesn't have any less impact, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I really like the way they depict her and the way they balance each other out. Yeah. And the fact that they're yeah. kind of like opposites. They are opposites in a lot of ways, but they're not enemies. They're not re- rivals. They're, they're, they're friends, you know? Yeah. Which I think is neat. And this is why we talk a lot about how we're Hotaru and Chibisa. Yes. <laughs> we're very different people, but we love each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's neat because it's like you can admire, you can have your own traits and be happy with your own traits and then still respect when you see something different in someone else, you know, mm-hmm. just like, hey, I have this strength. They have that strength. And yeah, it's um makes for balanced friendships and balanced relationships. Yeah, I really like that we kind of got to see a little bit of that with Haruka and Amy. Amy? Ami. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you should have had a super throwback to original dub Sailor Moon. Back to the um, 90s. <laughs> um, so I did memorize all of their names. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Uh, but I did like Haruka, you know, giving in and realizing that, you know, Ami had, Ami was doing something important. Ami was uh-huh. figuring something out. And she's just like, okay, I guess I got to support you. And just sort of conceding in that way. Um, being a little rude about it, but, you know, still conceding. But turn, but, but following through, but turning yeah. up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I feel, I feel a little bit like everybody was kind of a grown up in the manga. And, you know, less so in the anime. But, you know, yeah. everyone was a lot. Especially in the anime, everyone was a lot easier to deal with. Yeah. I I liked that little... I, I did like this little slice when we had the Outer Senshi. Like, this felt kind of more like an OVA rather than the beginning of the next season. But, oh, yeah. Um, but it was good. It, it, it got a chance because it was such a small slice of a story. I felt like the way they told it was a lot cleaner and conciser. And that mm-hmm. they were able to um, reflect the characters' personalities um, in a more satisfying way. So, uh, yeah, I liked I liked this introduction, uh, this reintroduction to the the outers, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they carry this through stars. I hope. I hope this is a sign that things are going to keep going better because the last couple seasons have been a little bit rough. Yeah, I remember stars being very funny. Uh huh. You know, like I, I enjoyed a lot of the aspects of stars. I think probably the thing that I was most annoyed by was how obsessed Seiya was with Isaki because it's just like, dude, she has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. 
I know sure, a lot he's of not responding to her, but it's not his fault. He's dead. Yeah, I, I know that was that was a, that's a huge. That's still a huge alternative ship. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of people's preferred ship. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of got into the Haruka Usagi alternative ship as far as alt ships go. You know, obviously, yeah. I think Usagi and Mamoru are OTP, but mm-hmm. if we were gonna pick an alt ship, uh. Haruka. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, all. <laughs> I support that. Like, I don't support Seiya Usagi. Like, I, I understand where people are coming from, especially if, like, their main exposure to Sailor Moon is through the original anime. Yeah. Like, I totally get that. But also, um, no. Seiya has a princess, and it's not Usagi. I think maybe that's really what gets me. It's just like you have a princess. That's you have a not planet. even your princess. Go home. You don't even go here. <laughs> exactly. I'm very much like, where are your loyalties, Saya? You don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what about your princess, Saya? You're literally singing a song to her every night. What's happening? <laughs> well, if you want to find out the answer to those questions, tune in. <laughs> Yeah, keep listening. Uh, we have a couple more episodes for these little analyses, and then we'll get started on stars. Yay! I can't believe we're almost there. I know. And then after this, we're going to jump into the live action. We're going to skip the Bandai Mew and jump into the live action, because yeah. I really need you to watch it. Yay! Um, so our for- our format will be a little different with, with, the, um, with the live action, but we'll see. How many more episodes do we have? We we did the outer of the anime. We did the inners? We did no for we have of recording. We did the villains. Who? Are, what are we missing? Shibuya Pegasus and Isagi Mamoru. Oh yeah, they're kind of important. Yeah, a little bit. All right. <laughs> well, once we get through those, we'll be on. To then we are on to stars. <laughs> it's a brain fog, y'all. Yeah. Kim's getting over an infection. And COVID. Still counts as an infection. Yeah, but I'm getting over two infections. You gotta wear a mask now. You gotta you gotta keep wearing a mask. I you get sick so easy. I am. I'm gonna have to. Goodbye, You're lipstick. I know. It's the worst part about masks, it's not being able to wear lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear more eye makeup. Um anyway. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr and Blue Sky at Oshiokio Pod or contact us through email at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Ray Daly for the use of his artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or Tsukimi Kawate Oshiokio! Oshiokio.